welcome everyone to this edition of the Farfrom.tv podcast. I am your host, Tony Sklar. Farfrom.tv is your source for industry news on all things technology. Here at Farfrom.tv, we deliver business and technology news, data and analysis, as well as opinions from top industry leaders on what's hot and what's wrong in today's technology ecosystem. You can follow us on Twitter at Farfrom.tv, like us on Facebook, you can watch all our videos on YouTube, and as always, please leave us some comments and give us a rating after listening to this podcast. And today on our show, we're going to be continuing the conversation on blockchain, IoT, cryptocurrencies, and as always, a little bit of smart contract. You've probably heard of blockchain in the media or online somewhere from your niece or from your nephew. Maybe your babysitter wants to be paid in Bitcoin. Well, today I'm very lucky and I have on the line Andre Del Castro. How are you today, Andre? Hey, Tony. How are you? Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. So you are the founder and president of the Blockchain of Things. Can you give us a brief overview of what you're doing over there? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, Blockchain of Things is a uh, company geared towards solving a lot of the problems that exist in IoT today by leveraging the global Bitcoin blockchain. So we produce a premier product, making it incredibly easy for them to uh, use and they all they need is very limited knowledge of uh, blockchain technology. What makes you stand out in the ecosystem? I think several things. Uh, first and foremost, we've been around for quite some time. Um, I'm a veteran of the space in New York. I've started working on this middle of 2014. So we have a product, we have uh, customers uh, what's unique about our company is that we're not necessarily in the crypto rags as much because we're not an open source project where people are debating. We're a closed source product that actually works and functions for large corporations. So that's what I think makes us unique. Maybe you could explain to me, Andre, a little bit about the blockchain adoption for the farmer in Iowa versus the financial enterprise in New York. Are they the same? Are they different? And how's that adoption going to continue to be onboarded? Well, I think blockchain technology in general is is the same for the most part. You might have your pharma in Iowa use the blockchain from uh, uh, reduction of uh, custodial risk, anti-fraud, uh, underlying technology, and that would be the same for uh, financial institutions. However, the impact is completely different if you look at it from a um, not a pure technology perspective, but rather a financial counterparty risk uh, application, right? And I think then that would be significantly different between the financial institution in New York and Iowa. I don't, I don't know that uh, uh, Bitcoin and blockchain threatens um, the pharma in Iowa's business as much as it does the New York financial institution. Let's talk, I'm going to sort of expand, a little, ask you to expand a little bit upon the financial institution and the security and identity concerns that are at every Dutch touch point of digital transformation. How is the blockchain of things addressing this conversation? Oh, it's interesting. So because we have a rapid um, integration layer, a lot of companies are struggling today. So there are several struggles, right? 
There's a struggle of understanding the underlying technology. There's the struggle of developing proper use cases. But the largest struggle of all, even if you can develop the use case, understand the benefits of the underlying technology, is integrating with that technology. Well, the amount of engineers who really, really understand this is much smaller than one would think, right? A layperson believes that you can get any computer scientist, throw them in the blockchain space, and they're going to hit the ground running. And that's not necessarily so. I'm an engineer, uh, academically trained, and when I first got involved with uh, Bitcoin and blockchain, it was completely different than anything that was uh, taught to us in the academic level. So it takes several years for engineers to start to understand the nomenclature and how to integrate with uh, this. And then when you do, it takes several years of effort, even if you have a team that's knowledgeable, right? That is the third leg that tennis enterprise from blockchain of things solves. And we solve it on the most robust ledger in the world. So um, in general, what we've done is we've made it dead simple for companies to leverage the most sophisticated blockchain, which is the global Bitcoin blockchain. How do, how do so you could build identity systems, you can build whatever you'd like at a much more rapid pace. And so enterprises come to you. They want to expand their innovation. And this is the conversation that inevitably I'm leading into is the innovation component. They want to innovate in-house, but they still need a platform to be able to develop on. And so do you help within that innovation? A lot of what we do um, is pretty straightforward. Let me give you a for example. If a company came to us and said, well, we only have engineers that code in uh, Python and C++. Well, our environment, you can code on any language. Right. So we reduce that barrier to entry. If um, if the company came to us and they said, well, you know, we don't understand the underpinnings. But what we want to do is be able to connect the global Bitcoin blockchain to our uh, production lines. But we don't even know how to deal with cryptocurrency. Well, we have an abstraction layer that makes all of the dealing with Bitcoins and cryptocurrencies disappear for our customers. They never have to buy Bitcoins. They never have to load their endpoints. They don't have to take care of any of that. So we're, we're addressing um, those challenges and providing the needed support for our professional services division. That's fantastic. That, and how, how is that adoption going for you? How, how are the client acquisitions inevitably being onboarded? Do you find that a lot of companies, especially in the financial sector globally, are you know, looking for solutions to be uh, onboarded, or are they still in the experimental phase? Uh, most companies are in the um, technical toe dip stage, I would call it. Uh, what we sell today to a lot of companies is called uh, pilot development kit, and that comes with an annual license to our APIs. And the pilot, we developed the pilot development kit as a product specifically because Gartner themselves are recommending to large companies to take technical toe dips. There's a lot of evangelizing that's occurring, right? And there's a lot of uh, knowledge seekers today. So most of these projects are being implemented from a learn and prove out uh, perspective. 
We are ourselves, we consider ourselves a, a product in beta, and we'll consider ourselves a product in beta, although we have paying customers for the next three to four years. And I think that an engineering first sound mentality for a company is a good place to be if you're a software company. I don't know if your viewers uh, recall, but Google search had beta on it for 15 years, right? Uh, <laughs> I think user. it did. Right. That's a good sound approach to building software. That you're always adding more and more. Software is never done, right? So we're here to help the community and help them sort through the confusion that there is in the space. To them, there's a thousand blockchains out there. Why would I use one versus another? Um, what does this really uh, provide for me? Uh, how, how do these coins really interact with it? What's the difference between these private blockchains and the public blockchain? So, you know, we're, we're always fighting that good fight. The good fight indeed. Thank you, Andre. I'm your host, Tony Sklar, and we're going to take a short break here for our sponsors. But first, here is a clip from Chad Ario, our first guest from our Blockchain 360 podcast. Chad Ario is the executive director of Bunker Labs here in New York City. Bunker Labs is a nonprofit organization built by military veteran entrepreneurs to empower other military veterans as leaders in innovation. Yes, Tony. So I'm, I'm also the executive director of Bunker Labs New York. Um, and for those in the audience that aren't familiar with Bunker Labs, we're a national uh, nonprofit for military veteran entrepreneurs. And it's just really about helping veteran entrepreneurs get further along in their path. And we have a lot of folks that come in to the community at the idea stage. They're interested in just having somebody to listen to their business venture. You know, we have folks that are transitioning from the military. They're considering a career in entrepreneurship um, and also, you know, toying around with the, the real life hurdles of, okay, you know, definitely have to get that solid paycheck. Maybe I, I do both. I work on my venture and I, you know, go for the, the traditional nine to five job. I think no matter where the veteran entrepreneur is, we want to meet them and, and help them along their, their path. To hear more from Chad and our latest in cryptocurrencies as you have a listen to this session here and later on after this broadcast. The Digital Money Forum at CES 2018 is a day-long conference on Tuesday, January 9th in Las Vegas, looking at the entire spectrum of financial technologies. As digital currencies become the norm, the forum will tackle questions of security and authority, bringing together top thinkers in the fintech and blockchain spaces to speculate on and craft the future of money. When you can pay for Valley parking with Bitcoin, or your office vending machine uses a blockchain payment system, or if your smartphone is buying your groceries, are traditional financial systems still pertinent? Who has the power and control? And what guarantees are there for the safety of your money? Join the 2018 Digital Money Forum as we examine and discuss the endless possibilities, as well as the risk, rewards, and safety of doing business and living with the democratization of money. Andre, I'm going to segue into one of my last questions here, although I'm sure we could talk about this all day long. The conference that you are attending up and coming, I, that Lima Trolley has the panel uh, Blockchain 360 conference, why is it important for members of the ecosystem, members of the community to participate in conferences like this? I think for the exact reasons that I just pointed, which is the amount of confusion in this space. I see the space today akin to when the internet 
first started um, going. If we go back in history a little bit, we see that a company like AOL was sold for the largest amount of money at the time in history because they were an intranet. And that's what everybody was proclaiming, that, oh, the internet is this public beast. No bank is going to use it. I remember Citigroup forcing me to use a dial-up with a little Citigroup app to connect to it because they were banks were never going to adopt the public internet. Well, we know what happened, right, from the intranet craze. Are there still intranets? Of course there are. Few and far between, and they're useful and very minute use cases. And that's what we, we have today. We have a plethora of companies getting together saying, oh, we're building private Ethereum this and private Bitcoin that and private. And that confusion is what the reason why the audience should attend, because we want to clear the fog from what is really happening in this space. And we should learn our lessons from, the, from past history as we've seen it play out. So I don't think, I think a lot of the things that are happening today, for those of us who are a little bit older and lived through some of the growing pains of the internet itself, they're very analogous. Is blockchain that next wave of technology that will help? Well, um, when it comes to security and identity, that's uh, the fundamental underpinnings of blockchain technology. If some of your audience doesn't quite understand Blockchain essentially is a uh, ledger of trust where individuals control the ability to sign transactions themselves. So it's analogous to a signature, uh, but in the cryptographic realm. And that signature can be mapped to your identity. So you could prove who you are by saying, hey, I'm the only one in the world who can sign this. And when you sign it, you sign it with a private key that no one ever sees, but they can verify that that signature could have only come from you. And, and that is, that's, that's a very tight coupling of who you are, the owner of those keys, up against the identity of whatever it may be. For citizens of certain countries, they use that for uh, personal identifying of their information. So it's a security certificate based trust structure and it's all based on this incredibly powerful uh, cryptographic mechanism of signatures and proving it's a fantastic explanation, and I do. I really appreciate that. I am really looking forward to having you on stage, Andre, so that we can continue this conversation a little bit further. In the meantime, I have to end it here. Thank you so much for taking the time and opportunity to speak with us. I've been speaking with Andre Del Castro from the Blockchain of Things. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tony. Lima Charlie News is a proud media sponsor of the Blockchain 360 Conference in New York City this October 23 and 24th in the Intercontinental Hotel in Times Square. At this year's Blockchain 360 Conference, discussions will be all about scaling blockchain for IoT across industry and enterprise and blockchain use cases and technical talks and, of course, you cannot forget digital identity. With over 500 attendees across the three events, 80-plus speakers, and 30-plus 
exhibition sponsors and startups. You can follow the IoT World Series at IoT World Series, hashtag blockchain360. And for all of the information for the conference and our panel, you can go to www.farfrom.tv. Here at Far From TV, we deliver business and technology news, data and insights, as well as opinions from top industry leaders on what's hot and what's wrong with today's technology ecosystem. You can follow us on Twitter at Far From TV, and please find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And don't forget about WeChat. You can find all of the Far From TV podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And when you find us and listen, please don't forget to give us a rating and a review. Your support means a lot to us, and we value your feedback. If you wish to send us a note, which you can do so on any of the social media platforms where you find us, and if you'd like to send us an email, please go right ahead and email us at info at farfrom.tv. That's I-N-F-O at farfrom.tv.